welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, there we go. Hello, welcome to episode 463 of the Self-Help Podcast. With me, Ed Lamb, I'm a good pal, Sean Orford. How are you, Sean? Uh, I am good. I am very grateful to be alive at this moment. Aren't we all? Well, maybe not all of us, but yeah, me too, actually. But yeah, well, haven't been putting them on YouTube actually for a while. I haven't been um, grabbing the video, but spring has well and truly sprung, hasn't it? And people seem to have a bit more of a spring in their step now that the the warm weather's arrived. Mm. Yeah. You noticing a difference like in people's vibe in general to people that you're you're working yeah you you can see it when you walk down the road or the 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 nice thing i think is um uh dropping over to somewhere like liverpool and lots of people are sat outside on the pavements having a coffee and shooting the breeze and that's nice it's people gathering together in in groups is good um and you can feel the energy you can feel the vibe it's good good feeling Yeah, definitely. I've been out and about loads. We've got local elections coming up uh, next week for all you rural folks. And there might be, yeah. I'm sure there's more around the country, not everyone. But uh, yeah. So I've been doing lots of leafleting and there's even there's even a couple of posters with my name on, aren't they? You got one? Oh, indeed. Vote, vote yeah. for Ed. Imagine, hey, flipping Eck. <laughs> Ed for president, I say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I won't, I won't go into the full story now, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a Green Party candidate for one of the local wards. We're not actually expecting to win in the one that I'm, I'm in, uh, but we're having a little crack at it to see if we can uh, put a dent in the existing vote. And uh, yeah, it's been quite interesting, you know, having little chats with people here and there. I quite like having a chat like you do with, uh, with complete strangers and generally, yeah, people that are... Yeah. And are people warming to the green idea? Yeah, they are. It's part of diff- a number of different reasons, really. But um, yeah, it's part of the reason I've, I've hopped in, hopped in with the greens. Really, it kind of uh, ticks all the boxes in terms of environmental stuff combined with some proper, you know, looking after people that need that need help uh, long term. So um, yeah, it's it's interesting, very interesting. And, and does global warming fire that up? It does. Yeah, I mean. You, People aren't like it's not the first thing that comes off people's tongues. Usually, you know, there's so much else going on in the world, and even locally, yeah, um, you can't focus your efforts on that on that too much because it can be a bit of a turn off for people. So, mm. but you can, um, yeah, you can uh, engineer it and you can get it into conversations relatively quickly. And, mm. Yeah, so yeah, it's fascinating stuff. But yeah, I'll have probably a bit more of a better following year, but uh, a bit of practice this time around. But let's crack on with the show because we're talking about generosity yep. today, aren't we? And one of the things, ways that you can be generous is, as you've discussed in your blog post, which is on the website, liveinthepresent.co.uk, that you can give back to the community is by standing for local council or getting involved in volunteering yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, what, what, what um, got you thinking about this one, Sean? Well, I'm aware that there is, I mean, obviously there's a lot going on in the world and there's a lot of people trying to raise money um, so that there is there's this kind of, you know, like there's a lot of cancer stuff going on. Uh, obviously, there's there's the war issues. Um, and, uh, I mean, COVID led to all kinds of 
of people being asked to 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 generously donate money, time, food, clothes, whatever. Um, and uh, I I was struck when uh, it was yesterday. We came out of uh, Marks and Spencers, having done a bit of shopping, and um, uh, in the foyer of Marks and Spencers um, were these these two people from um, the Red Cross who were uh, tin rattling, but they but things have gone from tin rattling to we we want to get a, a standing order off you each month for yeah. whatever. You know, that's that's the movement. Yeah. Um and and I I effectively said to this guy, actually, um really appreciate what you're doing, but I'm all charited out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because we support so many different things. I mean, I'm running out of things that I can support. Um and uh Ree said to me, You shouldn't say that. You should say, um, well, I can't fit you in this year, but perhaps next year I could, you know, like, rather than just saying I'm just charity now. Um, and she's probably right. But um, <laughs> I, um, uh, it, it is one of those things where um, do you say no? Who do you say no to? Um, and obviously the majority of charitable giving is financial so that people want yadosh. Yeah, well, yeah, we had a. You don't get many door knockers these days, um, cold no. callers and that on charity. But we did have a. I was working at home last week, and um, a, a young fella, young chap, knocked on the door, um, trying to yeah get uh, a standing order out of out of me for a for a charity, a worthwhile one, or mm-hmm. legit. And again, I had to kind of politely decline and say similar kind of lines. I'm charitied out, you know, money's mm-hmm. money's tight and all that stuff. And you know, money is a little bit tight, but. I guess I probably could have spared a five or a month or whatever it was, or a ten or a month for for this charity. But where do you draw the line? I guess so. Um, yeah, one of the things that your blog post kind of hints at earlier early on, which I'm interested in, is uh, do you think we are like inherent inherently selfish, or there is a, a part of us that that kind of looks to protect what we have and kind of hoard hoard it a little bit, or do you think we are inherently kind of um, generous in spirit. Well, it, it's an interesting debate that is still going on in in both psychology and biology, really. Um, and it's the issue about about what they they describe as the selfish gene, which is about um, is it that the motivation of any particular organism is to reproduce? That's basically what it's saying. You know, I want to keep my genes going. So we would assume that the COVID virus doesn't want to kill everybody because it wants to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to adapt the way that it works, kind of thing. Um, but as groups of people, you know, and, and you see it in all different kinds of things, don't you? So, like, like the Welsh speakers in um, in Wales have the special uh, Welsh language society because they want to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there's not not any difference between that and any other kind of group that wants to keep going. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I guess that the, what, what you have to look at, and, and, it's, and it's a bit of, of kind of a lot of psychology that's going on at the moment, is about, is, is it that human beings are basically generous, decent people that want to help each other, or is it that human beings are actually selfish people that are all about I, me, my? And, and it's two schools of psychology, really. Um, 
And I suppose if you're going to try and translate that into some kind of political agenda, it would be, is conservatism the I, me, my, and, and the whole kind of socialist bit? Is that about, um, you know, sharing and, and caring? Now, I mean, obviously, if you look at communism, we've never actually had a communist system. We've had things that call themselves communist, but the communist systems we've had on, on this planet have been as structured as anything else, you know, with the haves and the have-nots, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a real communism. I actually did work in an ashram where we had a hundred families were involved in the in the whole process. It was quite a big big setup, and people needed supporting. and And we were generating money through printing and through um, uh, a restaurant and through whole food supplies and stuff. So we were creating money and lots of courses that we ran in therapy and so. Um, and but it was like, how much does someone take out? Do you pay everybody equally, or do you take out, um, you know, each according to their needs? You know, so does that mean that if I'm sat here on my own and someone next door has got four kids, they're going to need more dosh than I do? Mm. But we might do the same amount of work, so it's like that kind of fairness of sharing. So yeah. we, came, we came up with this idea of a person hour in the sense that uh, an hour of your time is worth an hour of my time. So that um, if you were a brain surgeon and I was a bog cleaner, as long as we both did our hours work with consciousness and diligence, then it was worth the same amount of money. Okay. Yeah. I I did actually watch a little video yesterday. Someone was asked online, what, what would communism to them look like as a US citizen? She kind of, she talked uh, about all these things that she would do if she was in charge to, to, to make communism real in America, like as quickly as possible. And it was quite fascinating, actually. I'll, I'll link to the video uh, in terms of how she would restructure healthcare and housing provision, mm. that kind of thing, and put in a cap on maximum wealth um, and how uh, and minimum and minimum earning as well. Uh, mm. So fascinating stuff i mean obviously yeah people have tried and i as you have on a smaller scale there or did in that that uh, community many years ago it's a it's complicated stuff and things get a little bit messy but yeah no if you look at it, going back to kind of the nature idea you know within nature there are uh, animals that kind of work in groups and they're mm. not they're not doing things um acts of generosity you know really by putting too much thought in it there's kind of a sense that you know, if the the gather the hunter gatherers, maybe the male lions or whatever it is in the pack, it's their it's their job to um to go find the food for the rest of the the group because they know that the the bigger group itself kind of keeps them safe as well. That safety in numbers idea, isn't it? Yeah. So is that what Cooper's doing now? Yeah, I think it must be. He's probably, I think it must be. Yeah. Uh, he thinks he thinks there's a lion. Postman time, yeah, he wishes. <laughs> well, I need to be generous and take him for a for a walk later on. Um, so yeah, within nature, you know, and I guess humans are the same, aren't they? I mean, if you look around in suburbia where I am and you are, we are kind of shut away in our little boxes, aren't we, in our houses? Mm-hmm. And we, there's not a huge amount of opportunity for kind of uh, uh, like social interaction all of the time, unless you're in a city maybe where there's public spaces where people sit and kind of uh, interact 
but even within our own lives, there are little acts, there are opportunities every day for little acts of kindness and generosity, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. And generosity to me can be that you're prepared to smile at another person mm-hmm. and acknowledge them, you know, that gives them a lift. Yeah. Yeah, it might give you a lift too, but it, but it's it's like to me that's that's as generous as giving someone a fiver, mm. you know. You can, and it, I mean, obviously, the, it's it's good for the other person. It's good for you. We all got a little <clears throat> kick and a hit from uh, from you know holding the door open for someone, or mm. you know, yeah, just little acts of kindness. Um, that you, you know, someone drops something in front of you and you you pick it up for them. Uh, and, and pass it to them or you know what was I yesterday oh yeah I was at the train station the other day and a, a parent needed a hand down uh, the steps at Port Sunlight train station with a with a push chair she had a kid in it so I gave her a hand down with the, uh, a lift uh, taking the buggy down down some steps you know pretty straightforward stuff yeah. but it's good uh, you know they got a, a little smile out of it and so did I and uh, we both kind of went on went on our way it, it does work the other way, though. I think I think I must have told you about holding the door open for a, a spiky-haired, bother-booted woman who... Uh, and, and I just held the door open like I would, and, and her response was, you effing chauvinist pig, I can open the door myself. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, so she found me opening the door for her as a woman as an insult. Yeah. Yeah, and well. I would have, I would have held the door open if she had been a child, if she'd been a woman, if she'd been a man, whoever. You know, to me, it was just manners. That's what you do. You know. Yeah, mm. I know, I know. It's uh, mm. every now and again, yeah, the kind of the habits and norms of society don't quite, uh, yeah, don't kind of play out how you imagine, do they? No, no. Mm. But yeah, you, you listen to the blog post to kind of a, a lot of different ways that you can be generous. I'd, you do start by saying that kind of generosity often is centered around money and finance, but it can go a lot deeper than that, can't it? And there are yeah. plenty of other ways. Yeah. It's easy to, to rattle a tin and say, give us your change, give us your change. Uh, which is interesting what happens when, when we, we have a lot of people living on the streets these days. And when you go um, along uh, like Liverpool Main Street, there's people are, uh, are saying, you've got any change, you've got any change, you've got any change. Um, and I, I end up feeling like saying, well, if you actually had a card machine, this would be easier because I can, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Push your, back, push your bank details, I'll back it to you, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it, it's hard because we don't use cash like we did. Nope. No, it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, I I'm not sure if we'll ever fully become a cashless society, but um, I know it's very rare that I'll be carrying around any change in my pockets these days and even in, I'm quite often without a debit card now or a credit card because I just rely on my my phone to make payment for so much stuff so uh, mm-hmm. which catches me out every now and again yeah yeah um, but yeah I mean we talk about you're holding the door open for people there's kind of that physical act of generosity can be done but are you a big litter picker as well Sean keeping your area tidy um I can be um and and there are times when when I do go and pick stuff up and and uh, put it in the bin. Um, I, I'm always astounded, and I assume this isn't people just chucking stuff out of cars. It must be blown there. But when you go down the motorway, the amount of rubbish that is on the on on the grass verges as you're driving along, you know. I know. I mean, I yeah. 
yeah. I can't imagine there are that many selfish people that chuck stuff out of their windows. I assume it's either being blown off wagons or something like that, and it's just all yeah. Um, yeah, I came back from the school run this morning, and uh, it's, there's always more litter on bin collection day. So uh, I've got a big mm-hmm. theory developing about about most litter not being like people chucking it out of the cars or as they walk along, but most of it's kind of just accidentally yeah falling you know getting blown out of bins that are over yeah, yeah. or you know as they kind of get tipped onto the uh onto the wagon that kind of thing mm. it's annoying but i try and pick up litter where i can but i'm not kind of uh i can walk by so, you know, litter that's buried in a hedge without getting too upset about it but we, we had the, the rural wombles didn't we have you seen them in action doing their bit we do, yeah. I'm a member of the, the uh, Facebook group. I'll link to it in the uh, in the show notes. So we're a Wombles, and I think there are other Womble groups around the country. Yeah. Um, yeah, or kind of groups of litter pickers that kind of go out and uh, do their bit, and then they'll post a picture um, showing how much they've got or maybe a rough idea of, of weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end of the month, it's kind of collated, and people can say, yeah, we, we collected this amount of litter, uh, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. blah. So, uh, yeah, it's quite it's quite cool. And, you know, obviously the litter shouldn't be there in a perfect world, but I think it always will be. And, you know, as long as we've got people being generous with their time and spirit and uh, mm. doing the right thing and just instead of whinging and whining, just picking it up, mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll mm. probably be on the on the path to kind of enlightenment, won't we? Yeah. And, and I, I think that that idea about, um, you know, it's too far beneath me. Um, to be doing that. And one of the things that always impressed me when I was a kid doing the um, the Christian stuff was about how Jesus actually washed someone else's feet. Um, and that always came across to me as being like a really powerful thing, you know, that, um, that even he would wash someone else's feet kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's kind of that kind of physical generosity you can do financial as well i mean even even things like with friends and family offering people around for food every now and again uh, just you know just to, as a catch-up because there are obviously eating is quite important in terms of you know staying alive but also there's the kind of emotional benefit that we can by being generous with our time hmm. i think i know that's something that you were you're very big on or pre-covid at least your house was always full of people right being being fed yeah yeah, um, it, it is starting to gather again um, yeah, for different kind of the festives. Um, but that idea, to me, one of the most, I suppose, generous things you can do, I never thought of it as a word like that, is, is to actually create food for other people. Um, yeah. So people come and sit down and eat, and that's uh, that's quite a lovely thing to do, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I'm with you on that one. Um, we talked at the start about yeah, my role as potential future counsellor, but I'm also a trustee at a local charity as well, which has taught me loads of stuff about yeah. you know the struggles that other people go through with a, a certain disability. Um, and yeah, there are loads of opportunities out there, aren't there, in terms of getting involved as a volunteer or in a community group, or even yeah, yeah, stepping up to be a, uh, an elected official. Um, which can be quite rewarding. Yeah. If, if you think about most um, religious-type models, whether they are Islamic or Christian or whatever, most of them look at the idea of 
of you needs to give 10% of your net whatever each week, each month uh, to the poor. That was the way it was always seen. Um, and if you translate that from the kind of the money aspect that we have um, become focused on, like to give 10% of your time to other people um, is like giving the money, isn't it? It's the same, mm. same thing. I mean, I, I see people for nothing, um, A, because people need to be seen, and B, because they have no money. You know, um, and the way I work it is that the people that that can afford it and pay for the people that can't, you know, so I can still pay the bills. Um, but um, other people's needs are met. Yeah. Um, and that that is quite, uh, can be a balancing act sometimes. Um, and uh, I, I was always struck by the woman who said to me, you know, how much is this going to cost? And I said, um, it's normally about £50 a session for this kind of work. And she said, I'm not paying you £50 a session. I said, that's fine. What can you afford to pay? She said, I'll pay you 70 <laughs> And I was, I was like, oh, well. So, <laughs> so I, I saw her every day for virtually a year. And not every day, every week. Actually. <laughs> yeah, um, and she, she paid me £70 a session, which was lovely, because that could afford to support people that didn't have so much money. Wow. I mean, or had nothing, I mean, yeah, I get it. In my work every now and line of work as a freelance designer every now and again, I'll, I'll quote someone, it's, it's quite rare, but I'll quote someone X amount for my services to build a site, a website or something, and then they'll they'll come back and say that's not enough, you know, either because they expect to pay more for what I'm doing, or maybe they've got a certain budget allocated and they need to spend that amount, but every now and again it'll happen. That's yeah. a nice, nice little surprise. <laughs> yeah, I get the guy that uh, we get a guy comes and washes our cars, um, and uh, about five years ago, he, he was turning up, and I thought you're just not charging enough money for what you do. So I started paying him more money, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and said to him, "You know, you need to charge more." Uh, and he's obviously got a taste for it because the price has gone up ah, go. <laughs> over the years. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, he he comes out all weathers, you know. Um, cleaning cars, sorting it out, working his butt off. And and very often people like that are at the bottom end of the food chain when it comes to money. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so mm-hmm. help them out when you can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. What's your resource of the week, Sean? Uh, my resource of the week is, and uh, I found it the other day, is, do you remember the secret? This is the secret gratitude journal. Wow, yeah, okay. Takes me back. You know, and uh, I'm thinking the last time I filled this in was 2010. <laughs> and I'm thinking I should get back into the habit of that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know. I used to do a daily journal as well, but back when I first got involved with you and we doing the course stuff. So, um, yeah. I've got the book somewhere, so I should re- revisit that and yeah, start it up again. Yeah, but that idea about um, being grateful for what you've got mm-hmm. and then being grateful for what you can give or whatever, or being grateful for what people um, do for you. I, I, I can remember going to a restaurant 
with a, a relative of mine who'd come over from uh, Brazil where he worked in the oil um, sector. And he was a, he lived in a kind of a, a gated community with servants and all sorts. Yeah. And we were, we went to this restaurant and he was so rude to the to the waitresses and, and, and I found myself compensating, you know, and so kind of unnecessary. It's like, why why not just be nice to people? You know. Um and 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 yeah. actually you know, complimenting, actually saying to people, you know, that was really lovely the way you did. Thank you so much. That was really nice. Um, giving people some positive feedback. Yeah. You know? David, tell you about, about the guy in, in Curry's PC World. Oh, go on, remind us. I think you have there. He, um, no, I, I, there was a guy, young lad, really, really helpful, lovely guy, amazing. Uh, yeah. And then I, I called the manager because I wanted to say, you know, you got a good, and, and the, the manager's first response was, don't worry, it doesn't matter what he did, I'll sort it out. Uh, like, kind of negative. And I'm going, whoa. You know, hang hang back. You know, this this guy is a really good worker. You need to look after him. You know, and it's like it's easy to criticise what we see as negative without complimenting what we see as good. You know? Yeah, yeah, fair play. And yeah, there's like little, little opportunities like that you get all the time. Every day we all have to uh, to, to do yeah. the right thing. So yeah, fair play. Uh, mine's a TED talk that I found called by Rachel DeLong, which is um, generosity is the path to a deep connection. So, um, hmm. yeah, really cool TED Talk, which looks at generosity in a, in a even deeper way. So I'll link to that in the show notes. That's all right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, Sean, you happy? I'm happy. All righty. Well, uh, we'll catch I'm you happy again week, and right? I'm grateful. <laughs> As am I. And I'm about to make a little dog, hopefully quite grateful by uh, taking him for a walk. Yeah, take him for a walk. Yeah. Run around the woods. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Sean. You have a good week. Yeah, and you. You take care. See you, everyone. See ya. Bye. Bye.